literary fans and welcome to episode 59 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host Jeff and today we're going to be reading chapter 12 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. Well, if you want to contact me, you can head over to jeffreadshisbook.com and right there there's a couple ways you can reach me. Uh, And please note some may have changed. Yes, we talked about that a little last week and we'll talk about it maybe the end of this one? I don't know. We'll talk about it sometime. And while you're there, why not consider buying one of the terrible prequels to this book? That's right, folks. Bringing Balance and uh, Offworlder. See, I forgot again. Uh, both available on that website. Yeah, very exciting. From Amazon, who admittedly are shitbags. So eh, I should put it somewhere else, but I don't because eh. would people buy it if I, like, made it for sale, like, uh, more personally? Like, you could buy it off a website I had? I feel like no is the answer to that. (laughs) But maybe not. I mean, if you want to, that'd be sweet, though. Uh, Right into the show over at jeffreadsisbook.com. But uh, if you would rather buy it from somewhere else. But, um, you know, when I say that, I don't mean print copies. I'm not going to make... I'm not going to, like, stock up on print copies. This is a terrible book. What I've... Sold five ever? I mean, I'm not going to make a run of a hundred. No. Well, that wouldn't be that expensive, I guess. But what the hell am I going to do with a hundred copies of this garbage? Uh, I want to know if people would buy a box set. If I get this book published finally and then put them all in like a nice box together, that would be weird if people were into that. But you never know. Yeah, that'd be fun, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, let's talk about it a little bit. Um... If you want to reach me by email, we're going to use jeff at rainbow-100.com from now on. Um, Also on Mastodon, let's move that over too. So we're going to go to jeff. We're going to, you can toot at me at jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. Yeah, the toot is T-O-O-T. I have my own Mastodon server running. You can reach me there from anywhere in the Fediverse. It'll work out fine. Yes, that's where I'm going to post the show from now on, too. So if you were following me on the uh, Fediverse, uh, well, don't follow my old account, I guess. Move to the new one, but nobody was, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Jeff at toot, T-O-O-T, toot dot rainbow dash 100 dot com. A lot of punctuation in that URL, but yeah, deal with it, folks. Good freaking time. So, and yeah, Twitter hasn't changed. Sorry, sorry. Fortran Jeff. That's the easiest way, I suppose. So, today we are reading chapter 12. So, it comes, this is a rather short one. It's going to be about 56 lines, I think. That might be wrong. I feel like that's wrong. Let's say it's 56 because I'm not sure. Okay. I think it is actually. Okay. Um,. So 56 lines, we're going to see some more magic technology, or at least hear it mentioned, which uh, as I read it, I was getting the old douche chills there, like, oh, you wrote this? So uh, that's going to be fun. I also made a note that this chapter isn't exciting. (laughs) I think there might be magic. I guess that's something. I don't know. This is a real quick one. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to this one for whatever reason. I think it's going to be dumb. I think I probably wrote a real bad chapter here. It's kind of giving me the skeevies, you know what I mean? I hope it's good, though. I hope for my listeners' sake that I wrote a good one. Uh, yeah, 
You know, we'll see. You know, these are there's going to be some small chapters, some short chapters. I mean, some not exciting chapters, which is the bulk of the book, I suppose. <laughs> I think this book will be more interesting than Offworlder, but eh, it ends just as weakly as Bringing Balance. <laughs> All right. I guess that does it for Prattle today. So why don't we just go ahead and dive in to chapter 12. So for today's episode, I am going to be sipping on another glass of, uh, this is Wild Turkey 101. I've got a whiskey stone in it. Um, I actually changed this up a bit because right before the podcast, I was emptying the dishwasher, pulled out a uh, hard liquor glass. We have a special set of glasses for whiskey. Yep. That makes me sound classy. It's actually just, I like having dedicated glassware, I guess. (laughs) But... Anywho, um, I pulled it out of the dishwasher and I thought, what a fun idea to just leave it in the freezer and then we could pour the whiskey into it and then put a stone in it too and it'll be super cold. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is strong and delicious. Mm. I like this stuff. Yeah. Uh, this one we bought this middle of this week, I think. I bought a lot of alcohol this week because uh, what, what do I want to say? I got two 12-packs of uh, Genesee Bock, Spring Bock beer, which, as I've said before, is the greatest beer ever made. And uh, I so uh, basically we go to this one store, Discount Drug Mart, and they've had it this year. This is a first to have it in our town. I used to have to drive to a different Discount Drug Mart, Discount Drug Mart to get it. And uh, now they started carrying it at ours, but it seems like in small quantities, and I'm pretty sure I'm the only one buying it. So they had two 12-packs this week. Bought both of them. Last week they had none. Previous week they had one. I bought that one. Week before that they had three and I bought two of them. So I think that one was the one I hadn't bought yet. (laughs) So I got to keep my stockpile up. This is the best beer ever. So I got to make some, I don't know, sacrifices. So I bought that and then we went to the liquor store and I got uh, Wild Turkey 101 and uh, I think I got Jim Beam. I went cheap. And I didn't get the Evan Williams 1783. I don't know why. I, was, I wasn't I was feeling it. So I got a bottle of Jim Beam too, I think. Good price right now in Ohio, $15.99, I think, for the Jim Beam. Good stuff. And then uh, after that, we went to the grocery store. And I bought a bottle of wine. Yeah, nice Canadian wine. Some uh, 13th Street Gamay. Oh, it's good. Yeah, that's a... So... I don't know. I spent way too much money on alcohol this week. (laughs) That's all I'm trying to say here, but it's all good in these hard times. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So this one's delicious and this is going to get us through our short chapter, I think. Mm. Although I'll have to come up with an excuse to have another one afterwards. Hmm. This is tough. Oh, well, we'll figure it out. But uh, why don't we start reading this terrible book? Huh? Okay. Chapter 12. Henry sat atop the carriage with the other two, Leonid driving and Margot between them, as they continued into the walled town of Darkford. It's like they're a landscaping crew. (laughs) There were questions from the guards at the gates, but the names Zinth and Lafleur gained them access rather quickly. Leonid seemed exceptionally put off, by the fact that they weren't on some sort of list of expected arrivals. The message must not have arrived here, he said, concerned. They've disrupted the network. 
<laughs> That's not all caps. I just made it sound ominous. Here we go. Get ready for this, folks. What network, Henry asked, confused. The Northern Lords each have an enchanted stone <laughs> that illuminates when touched. And when one illuminates, they all do. It's like those, uh, it's like a shitty version of those uh, seeing stones from Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know what I mean? Where Sauron has one and uh, the, 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 what, the uh, custodian of Gondor or whatever the crap his title is has one. And then the bad guy has one. Which it seems like, does he really need the ball? Where does he hold it to make, I don't know. See, that there's a lot of problems with that book too, right? Both, you know, we're both accomplished fantasy novelists and, you know, me and uh, what's his poop there? Yeah, we made some mistakes. That's what I feel. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's quite interesting to watch. They use a code, Margot explained. Oh, that was Margot explaining that. Okay, she's in the know, huh? Like Morse code, Henry asked. They both looked at him blankly. It's something from home, he sighed. <sighs> I don't think they can intercept those messages, Margot said. Well, my screensaver turned on. Well, it's clear Amarath Manor didn't know we were coming, Leonid pointed out. They may be able to block one stone from sending or receiving with some sort of magic. Ooh! Can they? I don't know. That seems lame. Yeah, I, I, okay, I, I just want to point out with this little technology tidbit here, I don't think this appears anywhere else in the book, so yeah. <laughs> like, we're never going to find out if they blocked it or, I don't know, whatever. This is going to be bad. <laughs> Let's have a sip because I'm annoyed. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's good. I feel like I'm getting quieter. Am I leaning back too much? Eh, what do you guys care? I don't know that anybody's listening, so... <laughs> Uh, bloop, 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 bloop. Um, well, it's clear Amarath Manor didn't know we were coming, Leonid pointed out. Um, they may be able to block one stone from sending or receiving with some sort of magic. Or someone decoding is in on it at the manor. It's a lot of three letter, two letter words in a row. Or someone decoding it is in on it at. That's five in a row. So, or someone decoding it is in on it at the manor, Henry pointed out. That seems like a much simpler explanation. Leonid inexpertly, I thought it was inadvertently, okay. Inexpertly pulled the carriage down the long drive to Amarath Manor. Uh, I lost my place. Surrounded by a cast iron fence that Henry guessed was both expensive and functional, the grounds of the squat brick manor were, brick manor home were expansious. That is expansious a word? It seems like it isn't. Eh. Especially, you should see how it's spelled. It looks terrible. Okay. Especially considering their location within the walled city. Leonid struggled to pull the carriage to a halt as servants poured from within the home to tend, and we're paging down, and we're still paging down, uh, to the trio. Henry carefully climbed down the carriage and grabbed Margot by her waist as she scrambled down after. I feel like, uh, oh, I spelt waist right. That's something good, huh? 
What was I going to say? I feel like I'm breaking into this one a lot more than usual, especially with like, I don't know, just pointless stuff. All right, I'll try to read a little more uh, fluidly, let's say, shall we? As Leonid cam around the carriage to the side facing the house, <laughs> an imposing older man with in a burnt orange cape stepped out of the home. He had bright blonde hair despite his age, which was revealed by the ample wrinkles in his bird-like face. <laughs> I guess that's descriptive, I guess. All right. I kind of feel like Leonid's a little bird-like, too, if he's kind of Dracula-looking. You know, he's pointy. Yeah. Hmm. There's no drinking break, so I'm just sipping. Sorry. You guys should be sipping, too. Leonid, the man said, stepping forward. I must say, it is a surprise to see you unannounced this evening. Sir Andreth. Ooh, that's a big word. Big name. It's also not like a regular name, which is surprising again. All right. It is always a pleasure, he replied. We come bearing news from the meeting with the king's men. Have you heard? Sighing, he said, Ah, yes. I seems the man... Same... I seems the same horror has befallen the lords as it did my sweet Cecilia. Ugh, okay. Henry couldn't tell if he honestly didn't care or if he was acting, quote, noble. He guessed it was a bit of both. I've brought two of the king's people with me, Leonid went on, and Henry could see a scowl form momentarily. It changed to a look of shock as Leonid said, You, of course, know the Lady Margot Lafleur. Andreth was speechless, so Leonid continued, And this is Henry McCallum. Henry dutifully waved, saying, Hello! <laughs> I sent word before leaving that we were rushing here. Did you not receive it? Leonid asked. As if in a daze, he turned back to Leonid. What? Oh, no, we didn't hear anything. While they continued talking, Henry leaned into Margot, saying, I don't like this guy. He seems like a real piece of garbage. Ooh, Henry, watch out. <laughs> da, 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 da. You should meet his wife, Margot responded quietly. Oh, burn on the missing woman. <laughs> uh, please, you must all come in. I'll have three rooms made up for you tonight, he said, waving them inside. When Margot approached, he looked almost fearful. It is good to see you again, Margot. Likewise, she said coldly. I think two rooms should suffice. Henry and I can share one. He nodded as she stepped inside. Thanks, I appreciate the invitation, Henry said amicably to the imposing man. And that ends chapter 12. Well, I think my note about this chapter being unexciting actually, uh, you know, proved true. What do you guys think? <laughs> Basically, all that happened is they parked and got out of the carriage. Very exciting, huh? That was a little lame. A little bit lame. I wish some more happened in that, but, uh, you know, this book's supposed to be a little closer to, like, Da Vinci Code quick chapters, you know? Yeah, we got to keep them moving around, so, or moving around, moving along. This 101 is strong. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so what happened? We met, um, we met a lord. I mean, I guess that's exciting. So 
I think if you look at the beginning of this book, I believe he's the husband, but not the one with the power. I think the lady who disappeared is the um, one with the power, right? Uh, that makes sense. She was supposed to be at the meeting. So he kind of married into money, if you will. Although he might have been rich already. He just wanted that title, you know, which I can understand. That'd be pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, though, whew, this book is slow. And you realize they were on top of the carriage, right? Because in the last chapter, the, the carriage driver ran away, right? So they were all riding like a pickup truck. So, yeah, very exciting. Um, I mean, what, what else is there to say about that? <laughs> There's not much to talk about in this chapter. I thought it was a little odd. Henry helped Margot down by her waist. I'm not sure how that would have worked. Um, like, would that be like a bear hug or did he just stick his arms up and like, maybe he was just stabilizing her. That's what I'm thinking. You know, while she's coming down a ladder, probably knowing Henry, he was just feeling her up. I think that's probably more likely, but uh, whoever wrote this is a real perv. All right. So let's do some discussion questions. Okay. So question one. All right. Leonid, he is driving the carriage, right? Because his carriage driver ran away. All right. So for the first question, could you drive a carriage? So Leonid wasn't very good at it. Do you think you could like control, like, let's assume there were four horses. He's going to be a, you know, a bit of a pretty boy. So his carriage is going to weigh a lot. And he had all those glass grenades, which can't possibly be light. <laughs> so I I'm thinking this is a, you know, they're going to have to go with four horses. Could you even steer that? I, I feel like maybe. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like, do I know enough from magazines, like not magazines, like stories on how to steer a carriage to actually pull it off to like some, don't get me wrong, you know, it wouldn't be good, but it would be like, you know, 12-year-old Jeff trying to park a car. It might actually happen. It would just be a mess. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, right in. I'm probably excessively, like, underestimating the difficulty in getting horses to do what I want. So, yeah. I I've never really been around a horse at all. I can't... I I'm having trouble thinking of a time. So, eh, we'll have to see. All right. If, yeah. we have, Why would I say we'll have to see? Like, I'm going to go get a carriage anytime soon. <laughs> Let's have some whiskey before we do question two. Hmm. That chapter was so short. Jesus. All right. All right. Question two. So if you remember, Andreth was, uh, he came out of the, the manor, right? And he was old. Henry thought he was really old because of wrinkles, which might not be true. He could be a smoker and or really into tanning, right? So yeah, if you do either of those things, I don't think we're going to be friends. Like, well, that's, that's misleading. All right. I more mean like... Um, let me correct that entirely. If you smoke, eh, it's fine, I guess. It's the uh, tanning. That bothers me. <laughs> if you're tan because you were doing something outside, great. If you go outside to... All right. If you've ever gone to a place to get a tan, and by that I mean a storefront in a strip mall, what the hell? <laughs> I don't understand that at all. And I actually give some leeway. People have pointed out that my stance is a little stupid on tanning. But if you're, like, outside reading a book, 
you know, I mean, that's the same as laying on a couch, except you're outside in the sun. So I get that. You can get a tan from that. And I guess if that your primary purpose is like, well, I'm going to get some sun while I read a book. There's no harm. Yeah. So I've come around a little bit on that, but I don't understand the concept of like going to the tanning salon or the tanning bed. And how like naked do you get in those? Like, are you just in your underpants? I love how I just said underpants. Do you like uh, have to wear, you know, like would I wear like a thong or a banana hammock to that to like, you know, get the full tan? Sorry for making everybody think about that. (laughs) But that's my question. I, I don't know how that works, but. I also don't know why anybody would do that. And I'm sure people who get like pedicures are like, well, it's the same as that. Or I guess I get my hair cut. I mean, not anymore, but I get, I used to get my hair cut right before somebody ate a bat. But, uh, you know, I guess that could be considered somewhat close to the same level of, uh, what do I want to say? Vanity, I guess. I don't know. (sighs) I don't know. I just, the tanning thing that freaks me out. Okay. Okay, so he's old, he's got wrinkles, he might just smoke and tan, who knows. But he was blonde, alright? So, alright, the question here is, does Andreth dye his hair? Because most people who are blonde and adult are not actually blonde. That's not going to happen. You look it up, it's not a thing, alright? But I'm guessing, ooh, does he use magic hair dye? Or can he, like, snap his fingers? Well, we don't know that he's magical, first of all. He might be. But would you be able to, like, snap your fingers and change your hair color? I mean, that's a pretty sweet, like, magic thing. If you had, like, magic hair dye, like, you could just, like, uh, I don't know, it would be like just rubbing glitter into your hair and poof, you're a redhead. Something like that. That'd be pretty impressive. I guess it does seem like it'd be better than uh, just for men, you know, where you're brushing fucking dye through your hair. And I don't know what the foil is for. Why do people do foil? Eh... Is that for highlights? I, oh, God. I, I have no concept of this stuff. <laughs> and I used to get GQ magazine. <laughs> we went over that last week. Okay. All right. Third question. Oh, oh, let's do a sub question. Do you dye your hair? Yes. If you dye your hair, write in. I'm fascinated to know about it. So I don't dye my hair. Uh, I think both my sisters still do. One of my sisters looks a lot like me. And, uh, I think she stopped. She went back to, cause I think she was going gray like I am, but I don't think she was cool with that. And she went a little earlier. I think it was a little more thorough, the grayness, but whatever. I think she stopped dying though. She, she might be gray again. I'm not sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The lovely Laura is my age. Year older, actually. No gray hair. I don't know what that's about. Lucky her, whatever. Okay. All right. Third question. Okay. So uh, they keep calling in this book so far. They keep referring to Margot as the Lady Margot Lafleur, right? Lady, yes, the Lady Margot Lafleur. So, and I guess it makes sense. Her dad's a lord, right? But that's one of those things. I learned this in Ireland that, uh, what, the name only passes through, um, or the title, I guess, only passes through sons. So if you never have a son, it that's it, or something like that, yeah. Because there was some, like, uh, royal manor in this town. Oh, God, how could I not remember the town? It was um, Bantry, yeah. And it was, like, not a royal manor, that's the wrong word, but um, 
He was a, he had a title, the Bantry, whatever. There was a noble there, and he had a title. And uh, but I don't know. I feel like in the '60s that whatever marriage didn't result in a husband or boy, and so the title died because the last one to have it was a woman. So now there's no Lord whatever of Bantry. So fascinating crap. I mean, the rules seem so, so arbitrary, especially now that you don't actually have to marry anybody who's like royal. What's up? Why are you guys slackening the rules? What the fuck? (laughs) All right. Yeah. So that's some thoughts about that. All right. So they keep referring to Margo as a lady, right? Would you like a title? Huh? And if so, which title? Yeah. I think Because, like, I think Sir, that's pretty easy to get, right? You just have to make, what? You have to come up with some sort of, you know, you just have to wear some outrageous outfits and play Crocodile Rock and boom, Sir, right? Any other examples of knights from England? Let me think. Uh, uh, I'm out. (laughs) I stop at Elton John, apparently. (laughs) Okay. You know why? Because I haven't... Uh, well, I made the lovely Laura listen to the um, Beastie Boys featuring Biz Markey do um, Elton John's Benny and the Jets. Amazing song. Look it up. She did not agree with me. But uh, as somebody who was in high school in the 90s, yeah, Beastie Boys fucking rock. This has been a real Beastie Boys weekend, so I got to stop talking about them probably starting right now. But what title would you like? I I feel like if you speak English, you don't want to go with the Marquis, right? The M-A-R-Q-U-I-S. While it is like a noble title, I believe the English do say Marquis, which is infuriating. (laughs) English people, what the hell's going on there? Everybody else is saying Marquis. I'm going to say Americans too. If an American is not saying that, ugh. I've bitched about my uh, ninth grade English teacher on here before, but she would probably say Marquis because she was an idiot. Because she would say, um, what do I want to say? Uh, oh, oh, oh. She said it was, should be pronounced Don Juan instead of Don Juan. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> no, Nobody is saying that. It was infuriating. She said proper English would be Don Juan. And I was like, I was, my mind was blown when our senior year Spanish teacher told us that. I was like, I was actually mad. Yeah. And, you know, I feel bad that I'm making fun of her, but she was really old when I was in high school. So she's probably dead by now. And she's got to be, right? Oh, okay. Anyway, that's the one who accused me of breaking a map and, you know, and the Castor and Pollock story. We've all heard that. All right. That might even be this freaking book. All right. We're going to move on. Okay. But. What would you want for a title? I mean, I know there's a like a um, breakdown of who's higher than who, like a duke is higher than a marquis, right? I don't know what other ones there are, though. What we got, duke. Um, help me out here, people. Lord is something, right? Uh, um, I'm out. So we got duke, marquis, and lord. I guess king would be nice. Prince and princess, it's, that's, that's cool, I suppose. I don't know. Can anybody think of another one? I'm out. I'm out after that. Damn it. I feel like there should be some more. Oh, 
Oh, well, I, I don't know. So, I mean, as a lady, I think her husband's a lord, right? Is that right? Or do you just get that as, a, I think you get that as a knight. If I'm remembering um, uh, Cl- Patriot Games, is that the book? It was one of those Tom Clancy's where, uh, you know, it had a Jack Ryan in it. Yeah. Anywho, I, I am babbling beyond belief, but yes. Okay. I think if you're married to a sir, you get to be a lady. Yeah. But is it like if you're married to a duke, you're still just a lady? No, you're a duchess. Okay, my bad. You're a duchess. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. We figured some things out here. I feel like uh, Duke is a fun title. You know what I mean? I believe my uh, 1992, 93. Oh, my God. It's been so long. I don't remember the year of this car. 1992, I think. Uh, Buick Skylark, its engine was the Iron Duke. (laughs) Okay, I didn't name it that. General Motors did, yes. It was a Pontiac design. Ooh, back when divisions of GM actually operated separately. But whatever, okay. I am babbling beyond belief, but I'm going to go with Duke. But write in with your title you'd like to have. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want a title where you're called Sir. You know what I mean? Like... Or your highness or something like that. So don't give me like doctor or, um, wow, I am coming up short today, right? Esquire, whatever. All right. I have been babbling for like, what, 15 minutes since this fucking chapter ended. (laughs) We got to wrap this up, okay? My booze is done. I think we're good with today. So head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. Uh, right there. You can find three ways to reach me. I have to update them because of some shit bags on the SDF server, but whatever. Uh, you can reach me at, uh, let's do this, uh, on Twitter. You can reach me at Fortran Jeff, all one word. On Mastodon in the Fediverse, you can reach me at Jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. And if you want to email me, you can email me at jeff at rainbow-100.com. And we've talked about the Rainbow-100. Rainbow-100, it's a bitchin' computer that nobody remembers because it was, what, like an office machine, I guess? You know, it's a business computer. Although... Zork and all those games came out for it. So just want to throw that out there. There were real commercial game releases for it. But anyway, Rainbow 100, best computer ever. Uh, Look it up. It's killer. Um, It doesn't have a speaker, but the keyboard beeps. That's cool. And it has a rad-ass floppy drive that you guys are going to love. Yeah, yeah. If you're into, like, retro computers, this is still not one that anybody cares about. (laughs) Except me, except me, because I have a whole shit ton of them, and I love them. So that's why the Rainbow Dash 100. So contact me. I'm, what, I'm willing to talk about anything. So, uh, yeah, if you have questions about the world of magic, let me know, and we can chat about it, all right? And uh, I guess that wraps up our episode. So, until next time, keep on reading! Keep on reading!